Oh, it's Monday night. Well, that means... It's Monday night football, baby. The Packers and the Giants. So get ready, baby. Everyone comes to play on Monday night. You ready, Rowdy? You ready, Rowdy? You ready? They just don't make that song like they used to, man. The ones stink now. Packers, Giants tonight on the road, 7-15. Let's get ready to go. Rowdy, no Packers to worry about yesterday. How'd it feel? Good morning, by the way. What's going on? Yeah, good morning. Uh, Packers just got to win. They got some help yesterday, too. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> the, that uh, Minnesota, unfortunately, getting a win is going <laughs> to stay ahead of uh, Green Bay no matter what. But there now. But, man, some of those teams, uh, the... Rams losing, the Seahawks losing. Packers just got to take care of business tonight. Just win. Just win, Just baby. win, baby. Uh, yeah, NFL yesterday was um, a very intriguing watch, some of it, anyways. Um, you know, the Buccaneers getting their win over the Falcons. Uh, 29-25, that's the team that the Packers have coming up in the Buccaneers. And they're now first in the South due to the tiebreakers. <laughs> South. Uh, and then if you watched it on TV, because uh, it was on our viewing area, uh, the Chicago Bears and the Detroit Lions. The Bears came out and put up 10 right away and said, you know what, we're going to do this thing. Lions then said, you know, hang on, we're going to put 13 in the second. And then the ba- Bear down in the second half. Bears scored 18 points in the second half uh, going to win. Rowdy, that was a... That was a really in- intriguing game. Jared Goff, a uh, little interception, some fumbleitis. Justin Fields hitting some big time passes as well. Did, did you watch much of that game, Bears Lions? Yeah, I did. And uh, Jared Goff, the last four games, not playing well. Mm-mm. And the Lions defense, man, that secondary is getting exposed. It really is. Uh, they're offensively, you know, challenged. As you know, Rowdy just said, Jared Goff not looking the greatest. Uh, the Bears. Fine. They get what? How many? Did they have three wins last year or four wins last year? Was was it three? I think four. Four. All right. So Bears got one more. Yeah, it was I four. Think four. The Bears got one more. Now they're five and eight. Look at that. And the Bears. There's another team that the Packers have on the end of their schedule. Uh, looking down the list, Bengals, Colts. So all right, Bengals go and get it done over the Colts. How about this? The Cleveland Browns beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. Joe Flacco was. Uh, was he even doing anything? Joe Flacco, who got signed to the Browns, he goes out there. He had 311 passing yards, three passing tutties. Uh, he was a free agent less than a month ago. How about Joe Flacco? The Browns keep finding ways to, I know it's AFC, but the Browns keep finding ways to win uh, with all their um, their woes at the quarterback position. Joe Flacco comes out and gets it done. Well, it's not only the quarterback position because they're winning games with a very average Deshaun Watson at the beginning of the season. Yeah. DTR, who is a late round pick out of UCLA as a rookie, PJ Walker, <laughs> now Joe Flacco, but we all, we also have to remember that Nick Chubb tore like every ligament in his knee early in the season. Yeah. And he's their all pro running back. He's pretty good. But yeah, their defense is really, really good. And Trevor Lawrence, especially in the first half, I know he was coming off of six days with that high ankle sprain. Maybe he shouldn't have played because he didn't look very good. <laughs> no. Uh, you had Saints beating the Panthers 28-26. How about the Jets? Uh, first time uh, they had three touchdowns in a game since I think it was like 2019 or something like that, 2020. The Jets put it on the Texans 30-6. to Randall Cobb found in the pay dirt. Uh, Ravens in a crazy fashion beat the LA Rams. We were just talking about right with the Rams going down. Um, we have the Niners beating the Seahawks, as we already said that. Um, then there's this game. Wow. If you, uh, if you were subjected to this, I kind of feel sorry for you. But Rowdy said it could have been the most beautiful game he's ever watched. Vikings win 3 to nothing over the Raiders. 3 to nothing. Yep, Joshua Dobbs <laughs> leading the Minnesota Vikings to a big 3 nothing victory. you love to see it. I actually got a Snapchat. Um saying it was a picture of the the Vikings Raiders saying this might be one of the ugliest games I've ever seen and I just responded with I love it having the under 40 and a half <laughs> this is the most beautiful game I've watched all weekend Rowdy when uh, when did you know that that under was solidified 
Like when are you like? I, I, I'm second safe. Second quarter. <laughs> second quarter. <laughs> the Thunder's mine. Three to nothing. The Vikings win. Then you got uh, the one. Uh, you know, watched that. Uh, yeah. Wasn't it the uh, Chicago Bears when they beat the Vikings last week? It was the first team to win a game this season without scoring a touchdown. Yes. Because yes. they kicked four field goals. Yes. Well, the Vikings now the following week become the second team. With one field goal. And then you had Bill's Chiefs. That game was uh, pretty nutty. Patrick Mahomes was pretty upset at the end. And uh, also, uh, what, Tony? I don't know how that guy stays on the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs lose to the Bills 20-17. to 17. And some madness in that game. Did you watch much of that game, Rowdy? There's some wildness in that one. Yeah, Kadarius Tony. Uh, see... They were saying they were talking about him being lined up offsides. That blue line on the broadcast. Yeah, I thought it was close. I don't know. From the angles I saw, I think it's 50 50. And then I saw people saying, well, Von Miller is offsides. <laughs> I know. I saw, like, there's a bunch of photos of the uh, offsides of all kinds of people in there. Game was, game was, game was nuts. Patrick Mahomes pretty salty at the end. Uh, Broncos beating the Chargers. And then how about the late night affair? Down goes the Eagles. Ben Kenny probably couldn't have slept at all last night as Mike McCarthy off of uh, an appendicitis surgery comes back as many men wish death upon him. Cowboys beat the Eagles 33 to 13, a little statement game from Den boys. Yeah. Two things here real quick. The Denver Broncos with that win and the chiefs losing, they're just a game behind the chiefs now in the AFC West. That's crazy. And remember Denver had that awful start to the season. Yeah. All of a sudden, Sean Payton, Russell Wilson and the and the Broncos hot on the chiefs tail. <laughs> but yeah, Sunday night football, the Cowboys beat the hell out of the Philadelphia Eagles. They dominated that game. Punished them. Punished them. And it felt good. I love watching Philly fans squirm. Uh, I didn't check on Ben Kinney's Twitter. I probably should. Jalen Hurts on the hot seat. Well, what did they say? They wanted to start. Um, who wanted to start the backup quarterback? What the hell? Uh, who? Uh, Marcus Mariota. That's who it was. Yeah, yeah. I forget who David was Carr. For. Yeah, David Carr. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Yeah, that, still think you're playing Jalen Hurts there, but <laughs> yeah, him and St- uh, him and Goff have the last few weeks have not looked good. No, but the Eagles they're still ten and three now. I think uh, it was on the broadcast where they were saying that if both of these teams win out, that the Eagles will actually have the tiebreaker. So I guess for now, Dallas is in the lead, but yeah. we'll we'll see how it shakes out. But still, it's a team that's ten and three, but they just they haven't looked good this year. No, like man. they're barely finding ways to win games. Which in the NFL, that's all you can ask for. But it feels like that's going to creep up and bite them in the in the ass. Yeah, boys are looking good. And then tonight, you got obviously the Titans and the A Dolphins at 7:15 and then at the same exact time, our Green Bay Packers at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, taking on the Giants. Yeah, doubleheader. Stupid, but same time. But alas, well, we're going to watch the Packers that is. The stick, if you will. When it comes to some Green Bay Packers, Jerry Alexander, I think patience is running a little thin. Or is it? I saw some people said they defend him tooth and nail till the day that they die. Uh, David Bakhtiari, I think that's, that's the shtick has run a little thin, too. Patience has run a little thin with David Bakhtiari. So you got Jair on one hand in the locker room over the weekend. I'll play the clip coming up with uh, his, the reporters. It's very... <laughs> It's, it's Jair Alexander, so it's bizarre. But right, Rowdy, when things are good with Jair, it's funny, right? Well, how about just the turn of people like everyone loved Jair Alexander two, three years ago. I mean, he was one of the best corners in the league. And since then, he's had injury issues, performance issues, uh, kind of still some of the same interviews and, and pressers. People are kind of turning on him. But now look at Bakhtiari. Same thing with him and, and all the knee injuries. But now Bakhtiari's talking about wanting to be there next year. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I, the plan is to sign an extension for the Packers. And I saw an, actually a pretty interesting tweet <laughs> talking about Devontae Adams. Have saying, you stolen enough money? <laughs> Devontae Adams, like, man, could you imagine if he would have toughed it out for a year or two? Look at where he'd be playing now. AOC, Aiden O'Connell won't be throwing him the football, and yeah. Jordan Love looks a whole hell of a lot better than Aiden O'Connell now and uh, for future perspective. So, yeah. um, the Raiders' defense only gave up three points. But those were two lost. guys. 
those were two guys. Devontae yeah. Adams obviously wanted out. And he made some backhanded comments about Jordan Love in the future. Yeah. And Bakhtiari, clearly a Rodgers guy. And it looked like he kind of wanted to leave at the beginning of the year. Now I bet both of the, well, Bakhtiari seems like he wants to be there now in the future. Mm. And I bet Devontae Adams would too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, Devontae Adams, what did he say? That he uh, he didn't have time to wait around for a rebuild, this, this, and this. And then he wanted to team with his buddy then Derek he went Carr. To the Raiders. Now the re- the Raiders aren't even anywhere close to a rebuild. They're just a smoldering fire. Like they're, they're not even. They haven't even cleared the ashes out yet. They're just they're. Ugh. Yeah. What when you think about it's not even a re- what is that really? Just a when you think about Las Vegas, what are the pieces you're thinking about? Like who are the guys? Nobody. <laughs> Honestly. Uh, like they gave a contract to Josh Jacobs. Yep. He yeah. didn't. He, they, uh, they're one of the worst five teams running the football in the NFL this year. Now, is that necessarily Josh Jacobs fault? No, that no. could be the offensive line. I don't study the Las Vegas Raiders that closely, but it is giving a nice chunk of change to a, a running back. That's only going to get older. Mm-hmm. You don't have a quarterback. Jimmy G was on a one year deal. If I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Max with two X's, says Kinger. Yeah. Max Crosby. Max Crosby. Defensive end. Outside of Max Just Crosby and up, Josh man. Jacobs, name somebody. <laughs> I don't think you can. Yeah, you can't. Um, back to the Packers. Oh, I guess Devontae Adams. But he's, he's going to be old in a second yeah. here. He's already like 30. This comes from um, Friday. Jair Alexander was in the locker room wearing his, you know, his, his, those white kind of Prince Elton John-ish kind of looking sunglasses that he wears. Yeah. And on him, he's got a, like a, a Packers eccentric, like WWE championship belt. And then like another championship belt draped around him. You know where I think those sunglasses come from? I get the Elton John thing, but I'm pretty sure they're from like a Wiz Khalifa album cover. Yeah, I could see, I could see that I too. Think, yeah. I think that's where... He's probably wearing them from. I don't think he probably listens to much Elton John. Yeah, he didn't take could me. Could be as, wrong. He didn't take me as an Elton John kind of guy. Be, you know, he could be. He could, he could be. He takes me more of a yeah. You know, Wiz. He kind of looks. <laughs> he's got a Wiz Khalifa look to him a little bit too, with the sunglasses on, especially. So before I play the clip, uh, Rob Demoski tweeted this out. He said Jair Alexander prefaced this his media session by saying he's going to lie to us anyway, which. Listen, when the media members are around you and you're in a podium or whatever, what do the players, what do the coaches, what do the GMs always do? They never tell you truths. It's always nonsense. But that Jerry Alexander, he takes nonsense to a new level. So this was Jerry Alexander talking about his injuries and if he's going to be playing. This is before he's ruled out um, what they ruled him out on Sunday. Yesterday they ruled him out. This was Jerry Alexander with his two championship belts on and sunglasses and and just just, just weird yeah, those are Wiz Khalifa glasses. You're right, Rowdy. Yeah. Well, well done. Here's Jair. Jair, is it anything other than the shoulder keeping you out? Nope. So it's strictly injury-related. You want to play? Oh, yeah. Uh, highest paid cornerback in NFL history. You make $21 million a year. Do you feel pressure to be on the field? Uh, I mean, there's always pressure. There's always pressure. You know, but, uh, you know, I think... Uh, I just, I'm the type of person I always want to put my best foot forward. You know? so I feel like if I can't put my best foot forward, then it's just tough to be, even be out there. Do you feel the coaching staff and everyone in this building has been understanding of why you've missed so much time this year? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Should I use it anything? <laughs> it just stands there with this, like, yeah. Well, this is like, it's, I don't want to say cocky. It's just like nonchalant, don't give an F. I'm just looking around, not making eye contact with you, kind of like, if I remember correctly, didn't this all start with a back injury? Yeah, from Alex Magoo. Yeah. Yeah. Who's, who who is was your fourth, scout team tight end? Yeah, your fourth string quarterback at that point. He's playing as a scout team tight end, covering, and Jay was covering him. And, and they bumped into the got talent. It was ba- it was the back issue that was keeping him out or putting him on the uh, injury report for a couple of weeks. Then didn't he play in a game? And then all of a sudden it was like the shoulder flared up. Yeah, a good game. I remember he had like a a dive, like he had a, a hell of a diving. It was an interception, but a knock uh, take a, a, he knocked it away, and I think he landed on a shoulder funny or something. I I don't know. I have no idea. Now he did hurt that shoulder. What was that in twenty twenty one? Yeah, it was the year where. 
the Packers lost in the playoffs to the the Niners. Because remember, he hurt his shoulder like halfway through that year and had to have surgery. Yeah, I don't know if it would be related to that or what, but it does feel a little weird that it was like a back injury that transitioned to a shoulder injury real quick. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are like the Jair Alexander. He here's a comment. Y'all I hate when people say y'all. Y'all know when Jair is on the field, he's a top five corner, right? Just because he's cocky, you know, he's cocky, he can act like this. I don't think he's been a top five corner on the field in about two or three years. When's the last yeah. time he was a top five cornerback? It's been a minute. Then he says he's, he doesn't want to go out there unless, uh, if he can't put his best foot forward, he doesn't want to go out there. Isn't, isn't just about everyone in the NFL injured? There's hurt, there's hurt and there's injured, right? Yeah. So, But, Rowdy, I think uh, the Barry boy's been playing pretty well without him, haven't they? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, well, if you are one that is going to defend Jair Alexander and, and talk about how you know he's just got to get healthy and, and this and that, you might also want to thank Brian Gutekunst for finding Corey Ballantyne, who was like about your fifth or sixth with a corner. Yeah, Corey with a B. Because he has played at a, a pretty solid level. Oh, or how about Carrington Valentine with a V, with a v <laughs> that he found in the seventh round? Like, the fact that these two guys have come in and obviously Valentine with a V has been better than Valentine with a B. But both have been, like, starting caliber corners when they've been out there and, and forced into playing. And it's pretty crazy when you have a... All pro and Jair Alexander not playing. You have a guy that looked like he had a lot of promise in his first couple of years in Eric Stokes that's played roughly four snaps. And you had another guy that had made a Pro Bowl in Rasul Douglas that you traded away. Yeah. The fact that you're leaning on a seventh round pick and a guy off of another practice squad that you found uh, this offseason. Brian Gutekunst did a pretty good job there in the secondary, yes, finding guys that are are at least serviceable levels of players when for what they're paying them and really for what they had been their entire careers, he's getting the best out of them. Yep. Yeah. J- Jair says he can't, he will not play until he can quote put his best foot forward. So he will not be out there already out for tonight. MetLife against the New York. Giants. Looking at the Jair Alexander contract. Uh, the Packers will have to have him under contract for at least one more season. There is a potential out uh, before the 2025 season, but uh, yeah, you're going to have to at least uh, withstand more Jair for another year. I mean, what's 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 Jair's best year? What, 20, 2019? Uh, uh, he was pretty good in 19, 20, 21. And then it was once, once that shoulder injury uh, happened, he because re- Jair Alexander is is a short corner, but he was always feisty yeah. and he tried and come up and and help stop the run. Ever since that shoulder injury, hasn't really been a, a guy that's been too interested in trying to help and run support. Yeah, I've he had five interceptions last year. Yeah, there's a, he went on a little tear. That does okay. Yeah, I, there, there's a, yeah. Look at that. Uh, he just hasn't been healthy the last two years. <laughs> no, and the stick is what sticks out most, especially when he's not playing. Well, and also when you're getting paid. Yeah, what is when it? You're, he's the highest highest corner. Yeah, when you're getting paid, he's making over almost $23 million a year this year. When you're making that type of coin, you're under ex- a microscope. people expect you to be one of the best at your position. Yeah, you're definitely under a microscope then. So the uh, New York Giants, I, uh, I'd have to figure this out now, but I remember... Darren Ravel tweeting this out, and this was a couple, this is like two months ago, that the Giants' record since they went on the yacht, you remember the boat with Odell Beckham Jr.? That was a while ago. This was, this, this tweet was from October 2nd. That was like Victor Cruz, Sterling Shepard. Yeah. OBJ. (laughs) None of those guys are even in New York. Since they went on the boat, now this tweet was from two months ago, so you gotta, we had to figure it out since. The Giants went 34-67-1 since that boat picture on the yacht when they got just housed by the Green Bay Packers. Well, you also have to take into consideration, though, with how crappy those numbers are. Get owned. They, had a, they had a winning record last year. Yeah. So they beat the, take pa- out, they beat the Packers last year. Take out, um, take out last year's record and look how bad that would be. Yeah. 
Uh, now, Rowdy, speaking of that, um, the Packers lost to the Giants last year, and Tyler just called in and said, I don't know how they're going to stop Saquon Barkley or Joe Barry's defense. Matt LaFleur is asked on Saquon Barkley because there's nothing he can't do, says LaFleur, and the Packers saw that last year in London. Shoot, he took a wildcat run, like 40 yards. He caught a shallow cross out of the backfield for like 40 yards. He broke off a few runs as well. He's an explosive guy, and you got to have multiple hats when you go to tackle him. you got to gang tackle him because he can make you miss. He's explosive. He can stick his foot in the ground. Obviously, he's great at breaking tackles. He's just a hulking man. You know, that's a big boy right there, Saquon Barkley. And, I mean, is, is that basically it for the Giants routing their weapon, Saquon? Yeah, I mean, they uh, what else have they, got? they did sign Darren Waller, but Darren Waller is a shell of the Darren Waller you think of with the Raiders. Yeah, And no. their receivers, I mean, there's nothing to scare you. No. So, uh, it's A.J. Dillon, obviously, your lead back now. Aaron Jones was limited in practice. You know, it's coming off of that sprained MCL. But it's a short week. Not sure if they're going to play him. But how about this? Matt LaFleur was asked, are you ready for this, Rowdy? Could Kenyon Drake be ready to go for Monday night football? Because the Packers signed Kenyon Drake, what was that, last Thursday, last Friday? Thursday, I think. When's the last time you thought of Kenyon Drake? Besides, you know, uh, last week. When he was in Miami and probably before that when he played for Nick Saban in Alabama. <laughs> Here's LaFleur on, will he be ready? No, I think he's a guy that absolutely, he's played enough ball. He's been around enough ball. Um, he's done a nice job in our walkthroughs and practice. So we'll just see kind of where we are going into Monday night. Well, if it's not Kenyon Drake, who else is going to be back there? Uh, who was it again? Was it uh, who the hell they'd sign out that practice? No, they squad? cut James Robinson. Yeah, they did cut his ass. Didn't uh, they? It's Patrick Taylor. Yeah, Taylor. There you go. Because he was the mandatory where they needed it once they poached him off of the the Patriots practice squad. Because they elevated him from the Packers practice squad, which means he had so much time. Then he could, after that time period, he could then um, decide for free agency, yeah, which he yeah. did. Then he signed on to the Packer or the Patriots practice squad. Then the Packers grabbed him back off of the Patriots practice squad. But when you do that <laughs> and you have to elevate him to a fifty-three man. He gets at least three weeks paid regardless if you cut him after one week or not. So you knew that the Aaron Jones injury was more serious, and you knew that he would be sticking around for at least three weeks if you're going to pay him for three weeks. So, yeah, that's uh, that's who you're rolling with. It'll probably be A, A.J. Dillon, B, uh, Patrick Taylor, C, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake, hell yeah. Uh, on Aaron Jones, uh, Matt LaFleur was asked about the playing surface. Is the playing surface, you know, MetLife, it was that rated the worst stadium in the NFL? Players hate it. I mean, look what happens with Achilles there and injuries. So is playing, is the playing surface a factor in whether or not rehabbing players like Aaron Jones will return to, you know, action tonight? Not to my knowledge. That's, I mean, that's not something I've ever thought of, but maybe to... Our medical staff, it's not been part of our conversation. So. I'm sure David Bakhtiari is there yeah, banging was, the drum. Was right when he said, uh, not to like, my knowledge, uh, I was thinking, yeah. Um, do you not Bakhtiari. listen to Bakhtiari? But I will say there was like a, there was like a stat that came out about all the injuries, like the ACLs, MCLs, and Achilles that have been torn since like 2020. Yeah. There's a pretty long list of players on that field. MetLife ain't good. Uh, let's see here. What's good, though, is Giants plus nine in the turnover department over the last three games. Here's LaFleur. They do a really good job at punching at the football, getting the ball out. Uh, you can tell that is something that is emphasized there. You see it from multiple players on their defense. They get to the quarterback pretty well, and when they do, they, they do a good job of getting the ball out, but they've made a lot of plays in the back end as well. Defense, I mean, Jordan Love has not turned the ball over... What at all in this in this winning streak here? Jay loves him pretty damn good with the ball security. Um, the Giants' defense, though, Matt Lafleur talks in the, the Giants' New York success of it. I think it's a pretty good scheme when you couple that with good players and you get a good rush. It tends to make it problematic for an offense. So I think they do a, a really nice job of that, mixing coverage and you know just giving you different pressure looks. So it's definitely a challenge. You'll hear it on the Bill Michaels show when Matt, uh, Michael Clemens is on. He loves talking about. Wink Martindale and that defensive unit. Wink Martindale. 
Yeah, him and uh, Dayball are, Brian Dayball are some characters. <laughs> yes, they are. Uh, one more from the floor before break. So what's the motivation for this team moving forward? Here you go. you got to bring your best each and every week, and I don't care who you're playing. It's got to be your best. That's been the emphasis, I'd say, all season long. I think we're starting to improve as a football team, but like we've said so many times, you're only as good as your last game, and you got another challenge right in front of you. Again, a, a primetime game on the road against a team that beat us last year. So I think that's plenty of motivation. All right, there you go. Tonight, 7-15, same time that um, Titans and Dolphins are playing. Choose wisely. I'm sure you go Green Bay Packers. I don't see why it wouldn't. Because Packers are on what, Rowdy? ABC. Or ESPN+. Plus. Yeah. And then uh, Titans, Titans, Dolphins are on ESPN. So Packers on ABC. Or, yes, ESPN+. Plus. Still over the air. Good old, good old fashioned TV, baby. ABC. Arizona couldn't miss on Saturday. Could not. I, I don't think. I mean, Wisconsin kept it close for like what six minutes in the first half. No, first fourteen minutes. Fourteen, okay, fourteen. It was a two-point game with about yeah. When it was, oh yeah, it was you're right. Twenty-five, right. twenty-three. Yeah, and you're right. All of a sudden, it was just like. I guess I, I, like, I think oh. I turned away for a couple minutes to, uh, <laughs> to to cook something in my kitchen, and I turned back and like, whoa, whoa, what the. What the hell did I miss? And I just saw them. Sh- the Wildcats were just hitting from everywhere. The, they could not miss. That was just an ass pounding of biblical proportions. And that's not to say that doesn't take anything away from Wisconsin, though. That was just Arizona's day. Like they were, uh, they were on fire. The crowd was rocking. The arena rocking. And the Badgers, they just couldn't. You just you couldn't shelter the storm. It was you just got pounded. <laughs> well. We've talked about for Badger basketball the fact that they've been able to play nine to eleven players pretty consistently so far in this uh, early part of the season, and I think you found that the Wisconsin Badgers are do have some depth, but it's it's solid depth against middle of the road yeah. Big Ten type teams mm-hmm. to you know smaller conference teams. Yeah. You they couldn't play nine to eleven guys in rotation and really compete against Arizona. Cause you saw like right when some of the, and I don't want to like just completely like finger point at one person. It was just once, once everyone came in, that was a backup, not named John Blackwell. You were clearly overmatched. Yes. And I think one of the big things that I noticed was, man, they were giving Carter Gilmore shots on the perimeter all game. And he didn't take it until about 30 seconds left. And then he drilled it. But yeah. he had, like, no confidence out on the perimeter. And, I, like, again, I'm not going to blame Carter Gilmore for losing a game against number one Arizona. <laughs> no, yeah, and, no. But it's like <laughs> when he was out there and they would work it to him on the perimeter, he had open shots that he wouldn't take, but they were daring him to shoot. If they would have had somebody that could have consistently made that shot, maybe this game would have been closer. And when we say that, they, they, they lost by almost 30. Yeah, they were like, just pounded. Arizona did shoot the lights out of the ball. Like, they were hitting shots down in that uh, end of the first half where they're banking in threes, where clearly the guy wasn't trying to do that, and that was just how it was going to go. And then, yeah, the Badgers played them basically somewhat even in the second half for the majority of the game until, you know, the very end. But I just think playing a team like that, because remember I go, Ebo, do you know how many guys are averaging double-digit points on this team? Six of them? Yeah, it was six guys were averaging ten points or more. Yeah. Well, clearly we saw that Arizona's pretty darn good, and I think they're they're, they're, they're the best team in the, in the nation for a reason. But overall, I thought that uh, John – I was really impressed with John Black. Yeah, he's the man. Like, he continued to shoot the ball with confidence – knock down shots from behind the arc, get to the hoop and and drive and score, and playing pretty decent defense. Yeah. Vegamon John, who called in earlier with probably one of the worst takes I think I've ever heard about Brett Favre, <laughs> did follow up and say Wisconsin wins that game on a neutral court. I would love to see that on a neutral court. I don't know about um, that, but I don't know if they are. I think I what if they lost by thirty points in Arizona, a neutral court, I think they lose by twenty five. <laughs> hey, if Wisconsin matches up with the game potentially in the NCAA tournament, they, you got that little uh, the little card in your back pocket that they'll take you lightly because we stopped you before. Oh, there you go. And then they're like, uh, we can walk all over these guys. And then, then you flip the script on it. Oh, Vegamon now says he's joking. 
Line one, good morning. Line one, this is Pipeline from the North Troy. No, Pipeline from the North Troy. What's up, Troy? What's up, man? Hey, Vagabond Johnny needs to be kidding. Holy cow. If he watched the same game I did, I don't know how he can say that. But um, Rowdy, I think he hit it right in the nose with there, there was a, a certain group of guys that were in the game at one time where we had like hardly any offense in that group. And that's when I think they went on a quick, like eight old run before we took a timeout. And then that was pretty much the game. I was really impressed with Arizona. They're tough. Um, but the main reason I called today guys is I'm a little concerned about a badger player, Connor season, who's not playing much and he's not providing much assets to the team. And I'm really, really kind of concerned that watching his body language, he's just, he's just not not into it right now. I, I'm curious to know your guys' comments well, if you feel the same on way Friday, or not. Rowdy, what was the tweet with John Rossi? It was well, there's the a lot of speculation going on, Troy, about, well, you know, is it the back injury? Is it, um, you know, he's kind of falling out of favor or doesn't really have a spot in the rotation because of some of the freshmen that they brought in and, and some of the guys that came in through transfer portal. And people are going back and forth with like, man, is this guy going to transfer? Well, John, John Rothstein from earlier last week tweeted out that according to Greg Gard, they were trying to work him in due to the back injury. And they're trying to give him a little more minutes here and there and get some shots up. But I agree with you when he has been out there, he's been taking a lot of shots and none have been going in. Right. It's almost like they're saying, Hey, keep on shooting. You got to work your way out of this. And he's doing that, but he's not hitting anything. Um, I've always had a, like a, a philosophy that when you get in the game, you got you got to get a rebound, make a pass, or do something. Like, well, he's coming in the other day and he shoots it right away, and it's like you're going to get in the doghouse if you don't make this. And I don't know, I'm just kind of concerned because last year he, he was uh, like fighting for a starting position, and eventually he might have even gotten some starts over Jordan Davis. But I just don't like the body language. I feel bad because he he was he was the uh, you know, the Blackwell guy from last year. And, boy, if we had those guys for a couple more years, bang, bang, one and two. But I don't know. That's just my observation. Like, yeah. I agree with you, Robbie. Just, it's we'll see what happens, Troy. I think it's a positive yeah. that if if a guy like that is starting to fall out, because we were screaming for him to be a starter at some points <laughs> last year, which yeah. I, I think was valid. Mm-hmm. I think that just shows that Wisconsin is a little deeper and that they did, you know, grab some better talent, I guess you would say, with like the AJ stores that are now clear starters. Yep. But right. to your point, if you can get that shooter going, like it's only going to be, you know, a valuable Positive, player on right. your team down the stretch. Troy, hope you had a good weekend, brother. Hey, yeah. Hey, I did. I don't know if you. Could, I don't know if you guys heard me. I was yelling. Get Happy Gilmore out of the game. Uh, <laughs> I thought I did hear that on the broadcast. Yeah. I don't know. He, he, he brings no offense. And I know he hustled in that, but against a, you know what's what's going to work against Arizona? Hustle or some scoring some points. So, uh, nice. and, and one last thing, guys. A little yeah. concerned about tonight's game because this, this unlike the Lions or the Chiefs, uh, where we had zero expectations, now all of a sudden we got expectations. I think the weather's going to be crappy tonight. I, I don't know. Not as easy as I think it's going to be. So, yeah. Well, Troy, hang on to your butts. We'll see what happens, right? Got a good week of sports coming up. We got the Packers tonight. We got uh, volleyball Thursday. Yeah. Uh, basketball Thursday yeah. again, I think. Yeah. Basketball Thursday again. But, you know, that's a, I think that that's a game where we need to get our heads screwed back on right. That was a tough three-game stretch. And I just got to say, even though, you know, that was a tough game to watch Saturday, but I'm super proud of the Badgers. Yeah, that oh, yeah. Stretch, that, that, that three-game stretch was grueling, man. No one gave uh, him a shot. No one was giving him a chance in that three-game stretch. To go two-on-one is huge. So, yeah. I mean, so many people said 0-3. And, and I was like, dude, no. They're a way better basketball team than 0-3 in that stretch. And I, I know that we talked on the radio. Like, 2-1 and one was very respectable. And that's what they did. And that's really respectable. They're a good basketball team. Well, I mean, yeah, Arizona proved why they're number one in the country. They're They're good, so... They're beyond good. Uh, yeah. They're, like, scary good. Yeah. So, I, the way they were shooting threes, I was like, what the? Like, holy crap, man. Couldn't miss, dude. They were just, dude, they were dropping threes every freaking possession. And yeah. as I was just like, once it got to, like, 15, and they just kept dropping threes, I'm like, yeah, we're not going to win this. That, there's no way. Yeah, they're so, just getting ass-pounded. It was the, it was, they it, were. Yeah. Well, well, well. Well, breaking news here. On the boards. Arizona's staying at number one. Yeah, the they're releasing the AP. Where the badges? Where the badges? I have to pull it up. Is that your? Uh, is that your? Uh, 
Is that your hot take for the day? Yeah, no. that, that was breaking. They just they just released uh, it. Right? right yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Just didn't know. Yeah. All right. You're, well, you're, you're, you're on the ground floor breaking news, Mike. There you go. Arizona staying number one. Oh, man. I'm so surprised. Uh, but, yeah, it should, should be a good game tonight. Honestly, I'm calling I'm calling for uh, – I, I think that DeVito will kind of surprise people and score about 10 points. So – but I think, the, I think the Packers will stay in the low 20s, 23, 24 kind of area. I think it will be a 13-point win or so. Yeah. Yeah. Mike? You know, man, brother. Happy Monday. We'll do, we'll talk tomorrow. Hey, you guys. Yeah, have a good week. You too, buddy. So, speaking on how good Arizona was, so, second game of the season, they won at Duke when Duke was ranked number two. They've also beaten Michigan State, who at the time was ranked. Mm-hmm. They've beaten Wisconsin, who at the time was ranked. They also play Purdue coming up here, who's number four in the country. They play Alabama, which obviously Alabama was a one seed last year, but they, they lost some guys to the uh, NBA draft. And to finish non-conference play, they play FAU, who was the team that made it to the Final Four last year and is the 11th ranked team in the country. If they if they run through Purdue... That, was that Dunk University, FAU? No, that's uh, Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf Coast, that's what it was. Dunk City. Dunk City. Um, but yeah, if they run through Duke... Michigan State, Wisconsin, Purdue, Alabama, FAU, and they make it look as easy as they have so far. <sighs> yeah, I think Arizona might be the best team in college basketball, and I don't know if it's close. They are good. Monday Night Football, your Green Bay Packers and the New York Giants out in MetLife Stadium. Also at the same time, Dolphins Titans, why, why, why? At the same time, whatever. Guess what, Dolphins Titans? I'm not going to be paying attention to you. It's interesting though. Packers. What What do you think would be the more widely watched game as of right now? You have the Titans and the Dolphins, or the Packers and Giants. I, I think obviously the Miami Dolphins are the best team, probably correct. Probably the most exciting team, especially when you talk about their offensive But firepower. you got that New York market for the Giants. But do you see they put them on ESPN? And I get it. ESPN is nor- normally the channel for Monday Night Football. Yeah. But the Packers and Giants are being put on ABC. More people are going to get that game. Yeah, you got the Giants for the New York market. I mean, the Tennessee's not a big market. And the Dolphins... You know what? They two is getting MVP love now, and obviously Tyreek Hill Hill could be winning the MVP. So you got that. What's the Green Bay Pack Rowdy? If the Packers hadn't won, you know this little winning stretch they're in right now, do you think they would have been put on ESPN as opposed to ABC? I don't know. I just feel like you're you're going to get more more know. views on ABC than ESPN. Oh, totally. Yeah, because you know it's but easily accessible. You have the Giants and the Packers combined for 10 wins this season. The Giants <laughs> have nine by themselves. Yeah. Or, or sorry, the Dolphins have nine by themselves. Yeah. Titans four and eight, same as the Giants. Titans aren't it, dude. Like Titans, Will Levis, he stinks. He's better than Malik Willis, who was their, <laughs> who was their <laughs> other pick, yeah. early draft pick at quarterback. What was that, two years ago? Wasn't it, out of Liberty? Wasn't it DeAndre Hopkins like could handpick the team he wanted to go to and he chose the Titans? Oh, that was also when Ryan Tannehill was um, before he fell off the 35-plus-year-old cliff. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, Mike, Mike and Porter says, which game will be the Manning cast? I've actually never watched the Manning cast. I've seen clips here and there on Twitter after the fact. I watched it, when, I I've think, never, once or twice. I've, it's just them and they're not doing the interviews, it's fine. Because then they're just sitting there talking about the game. I've never willingly turned on the Manning cast. I've, I, don't, I don't care. I just I'll watch the normal broadcast. You watched? I've watched it probably twice, and that was like when it had just started, kind of just checking yeah. it out. Uh, and then Mike says because it's so much better than Buck and Aikman. I I like Buck and Aikman. I don't I don't understand. I don't, I don't really. Get, I don't get the hate for. Them I don't either. get the hate for those guys either. I think it's one of those things that's like the cool thing to do. It's like, oh yeah, I hate Nickelback when you go and sing all the songs every time they're on the radio. I don't like Creed. Yeah, here you are jamming higher, you know? It's like, I hate Buck and Aikman. Yet, you know, why are they all on the biggest games week in and week out? It appears there is no Manning cast. Uh, it's because they're good at what they do. Yeah. I don't, when people, when people say that they don't like Buck and Aikman, I don't really, why? <laughs> why would you say that? Rowdy, did, I, I, don't, I don't get it either. People, why? Did, 
you're not a hater. I'm indifferent. It's it's always the they hate my team, and everybody seems to think they hate their team, so that means they don't hate any teams. I don't like hate or like overly love any broadcasters. I just they're just there. Football games. For the announcers, yeah, I don't, or the broadcasters, the only but one you hear them every play. I don't pay any attention to it, but like I, it doesn't ever cross. The only time that I get a little perturbed it would be Gus Johnson, Maserati Marver, Rise and Fire. Like, <laughs> there's actually sometimes where I'll just even have like a podcast playing, and I'll hardly have the volume up for yeah. the game, but I'm watching it. Yeah, but yeah. I'm listening to the podcast. That. I've done that before, I, too. I'll be honest, like... Let's see here. Unless you are famous for being that bad, it is just kind of what it is. G-Dub, <laughs> says, G-Dub says, they suck. It's the attitude of both of them. <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what, you, what attitude what you, is that? I mean, what attitude? You, do you not like it because Joe Buck was addicted to getting hair plugs? They like, insist upon themselves. <laughs> <laughs> They're shallow and pedantic. <laughs> yes. David Bryan, stop, <laughs> stop writing Peter's jokes. <laughs> the only announcer that ever bugs me somewhat is Gus Johnson. You know who I think is one of the more overrated announcers? And that's when he was, remember, sorry, one second, Rowdy. When Gus Johnson called for the, the Bucks a couple of years ago, he he, he actively rooted team. against the Bucks yeah, and, and called against him when he was employed by the Bucks. Who wrote it? Well, I think Gus Johnson's overrated, but I think I think the guy that might be the most overrated, Brian Anderson. Oh, is it could be? Does he went Judas on us kind of? No, it's just because like he was good at what he did. Don't get me wrong, but then it was TBS, TNT, NBA, and people still fawned at him when he came back. Man. And when he when he came back, obviously it was only here and there for the Brewers. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like it almost felt like some of his I guess background research and, and knowledge getting ready for the games was like I don't want to say half assed, but it was like He's overworked. He, he, yeah, he, he didn't exactly know what he was talking about because he had just come from an NBA game yeah, and then he was thin. doing a TBS game for, you know, the Rays or the Braves. Stretch and then all thin. of a sudden he's like trying to talk about or have conversations about the Bruce. It's like, well, you clearly aren't your uh, your info's not that great. Yeah. And but everyone still fawns over when he calls a game, and they're like, "Oh, he's a Brewer guy. He's a Brewer guy." Did he calls like twenty games a year? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, good for him. Like, he got the bag. Like, he was good. But it's like, don't come back. And then when people fawn at him, it's like, eh. yeah. Say for it all, I would say Gus Johnson screaming. As Grass said this on Twitter Gu- or Twitch, Gus Johnson screaming is a little obnoxious at times. Yeah, it gets, it's like, all right, it gets dude. To that point, you said Maserati Marv like thirty times. I think like we can. Yeah. Calm it down a little I bit. I like I like uh, Joel Klatt, though. Yeah. Obviously, his partner. Yeah. Yep. I like Joel Klatt as well. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't mind. Uh, what is his name? Um, I, I like. Can, I can picture him for the NFL Fox. Is it is it Daryl Johnston? Yeah, Daryl. Yeah. I don't mind John, him. Moose Johnston. Like I don't know who was announcing the the Lions Bears game yesterday. I don't even remember. I think Kenny Albers is funny looking. Yeah, but <laughs> they said stymied about eight times nice. in like two minutes. Right. I was like, okay, stymied him. I, I understand that you like peppering some bigger words in once in a while, but let's get the thesaurus out here <laughs> and let's let's do a couple different words of saying stymie eight times in two minutes. It's going to be interesting to see because isn't Tom Brady supposed to be? Uh... Coming into the booth here sometime soon. Weren't they training him? He's got yeah, he's got a futures contract. Yeah. yeah. Weren't they yeah, training but, him? Yeah. It's something written more than he made. But it's interesting. It's playing. like where are they mm-hmm. where are they going to put him in? Because I think Greg Olson's pretty good. Yeah. And like, he's the Fox guy. Like uh, he's on one of the main with yep. uh what um Oh, who does he do? Yeah, I can picture him. I forget. I like Tony Romo. Kev. Yeah. Kevin Burkhart. Burkhart. Little baby KK. Kayla just messaged me. She goes, Chris Collinsworth is so monotone, I can't. The only thing I don't like about Chris Collinsworth is he always says, Now, here's a guy. Here's a guy that does the. Here's a guy. Now, here's a guy. The best is when there's a guy. The stories of, like, he looks like a peacock when I played. A bird. And it's like, dude, that was like. 40 years ago now. It's not going to be the same. <laughs> I just don't like that people beat the same sayings to death over and over. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. Here's a guy. John Madden always said, here's a guy. Yeah, he can. I just, can. <laughs> I just don't know where they're going to throw him because Greg Olson is the main color guy on Fox. Yeah. You have Tony Romo as the main color guy on CBS. Oh. 
And Collinsworth on. Who did he sign in with? Collinsworth on Monday night. Was that Monday or Sunday night? Gronk doing great in the studio on Fox. Um, yeah, I, I don't know where you put Brady. You just gave him a lot of money because he's Brady. Yeah, put him wherever. Uh, uh, Thursday night football could use some work. You know who's <laughs> tough is um, Ryan Fitzpatrick when he does the, the booth stuff. They're in, oh, yeah. He like when he, he like hardly ever says something. When he does, he looks like he's like, <laughs> yep. ten year. $375 million contract with Fox Sports. Oofta. That's nice. Uh, line four. Good morning. Who we got? Good morning, gentlemen. Hey, Chad. Let's go, Chad. What's up, man? Hey, uh, Matt Vasquez. Best yeah. uh, Brewers guy to ever do it. That's he true. He pops up from time to time. Yeah. Yep. yeah. And he even he, got video uh, games. Yeah. He's yeah, the voice he, in a lot of the video games. He's still, uh, like, when you listen to him when he does the Brewers uh uh, broadcast. He's generally a kind of a homer. It's still kind of cool, but he's oh, the buddy. <laughs> well, it, it's kind of funny. Like now, even with Rowdy bringing up Brian Anderson, when you hear Rock talk about Vasquezian to him, you can just tell he likes him so much better. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. The uh, uh, you know, being a homer when I was growing up was like. A four-letter word for a broadcaster. If you if you were personal to a team, it was awful. Nowadays, it doesn't matter. Like fans like it. Yeah. yeah. But but you apparently, know, when it comes to Troy Aikman, everyone thinks they're against his team. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know if you guys have XM radio for baseball. You can pick the broadcast for yeah. almost every game. And no, Chad. So I listen to listen. our radio station that's got the Milwaukee Brewers on it. You don't always have the Brewers on it, though. Or it's like there's it's, times where I, I like I, I'm not around. No, nope, it's every game. Area. Just as a guy. Right, who, as a, oh, I was to say, as the guy who makes sure they're on every every day. It's every game. He's, he's not in the area. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that, my my, it's me. It's a me problem, not a you problem. It's not me. It's <laughs> but, you. Yeah. I it, but it, you know, it, you know the big the big thing about Aikman and Buck is Aikman's just dumbass. So that that doesn't help. And Buck's an entitled little prick. Because that's what makes him work. You got the jock who's better. done it, and you got the entitled prick who thinks he knows it. That's yeah, why it's the, worse. The jock can't remember he did. It's good chemistry. It. And plus, Joe Buck was addicted to getting hair plugs to make it even funnier. You know, it's funny because Daryl Johnson played on that same team and took more hits to the probably than the head than Aikman. Aikman's just an idiot. Also, on, he my favorite. My favorite is what Skip Bayless thinks of them. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, they're not allowed in the same room to this day. Didn't because, Skip Bayless, uh, when he worked for a newspaper, like did a big hit piece that he was gay? A uh, thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. yeah. Hilarious. And What a piece. Maybe true. Maybe true. I don't know. I've seen Troy Aikman's, uh, was it, fiance or girlfriend now? I think she's like my age. She is a looker. <laughs> Dude. She wasn't even Jenner alive was when the Cowboys woman. were good. Now Bruce, Bruce Jenner was married to a Kardashian. Now Bruce Jenner is a quote-unquote woman. Yeah. So kind of. I, I, yeah. Not really. I, I don't take stock in that. You, you, things can change. But, yeah. Uh, it's not my kind of woman, but. <laughs> Chad, what do you think happens tonight? <laughs> uh, 23-13. Good guys? Pedestrian win. Nothing super exciting. I don't know. It's, yeah. They don't I, ask it, it, well, I, I know for a fact that the field, is the, one of, the field is one of the crappiest fields in the league, yes. despite being like three years old. <laughs> so hopefully we don't come away with horrible injuries. Yeah, no one tearing a popping Achilles or something now, okay? Uh, yeah. yeah. Like, right, why we're not playing on grass in a brand new stadium beyond me. Yeah. Chad, we love you, buddy. Nice hearing from you. See you guys. See and Aikman still sucks. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> I I lied. She's closer to your age, Ebo. She's thirty four. Yeah, she's a looker, dude. She's a model that was, let's see, also accused of stealing from Nordstrom. I mean, who hasn't? <laughs> Just, who hasn't done a little retail that's, theft? That's, Come on, that, that came out October seventeenth. Who hasn't? Yeah. Who hasn't done a little retail theft? Who hasn't had a little bit of almost four fingers? grand yeah. worth of stuff? Maybe. Oh. oh. That's a lot. <laughs> I was saying, maybe, maybe you're trying something on. You forgot you had it on or something. Uh, Four grand. All right. That's happy. more than line one. Good morning. It's a legend. A legend. Happy, happy Monday, everybody. Hey, Vagabond John, I saw amazingness coming out of the the kitchen 
of Driftless Social. How did the first food service go? Oh man, it was uh, it was smooth. Jeffrey Jeffrey's been been uh, planning for a while now. So He's he the man. Executed at an elite level. Uh, people were excited. We had a lot of new people stop in, and they had no idea it was their first night with food. So they they got a pleasant surprise, and uh, yeah, it's only going to grow from here. So I'm talking about was it some tri tips? What was it? Yeah, it's some uh, the finest quality, the most. Tender, well, of course. tenderloin. You could even imagine. Of course. Uh, a little beef tip ap- action. Melt with, uh, in your mouth. With appetizers. With a little kiss of mwah, love from Chef <laughs> Jeff. Mm. Touch a wild turkey, yeah. maybe. Mm. Some good stuff. The fun is, yeah, you walk back, they get a little wild turkey going, you get a little ACDC going. I mean, it's just good vibes in the kitchen. <laughs> love it. It's <laughs> on your mind today, Vegamon. We're, we're talking announcers, and I just want to be clear. Uh, these are TV announcers we focused on, right? Yeah. yeah. Because Bob the problem I've been having, well, the problem I've been having is Bucks games this year just aren't the same on the radio. You tune in, and I'm like, man, I miss Ted Davis more than I thought I'd miss Ted Davis. <laughs> I don't, can't name the new guy. He sucks. I I so I don't listen to Bucks. I. I don't watch a ton of Bucks games, especially since they took them off of Bally. So I try to watch them whenever they're on national TV. But I've actually heard that from multiple people, Vagabond, that they are not fans of the new radio broadcast team. Yeah, Ted Davis, by the way, I, he's been popping up on my Twitter lately. He's he's very opinionated. I love it. Yes. Yeah, he's a, he's a good Twitter follow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't watch the Bucks most times. But if I'm driving somewhere and they're on, I like to turn, turn it on, catch up what's happening. And yeah, Ted Davis always kept me in my car a little longer. You pull into that spot, you wait until the next commercial break. This yeah. guy is like just get me there because dear lord. Well, it's like the um, Brewers' newer guy. What was it, Ma- Mauer? Who's the? They both sound the same. It's like you can't differentiate them. It's like who's who here? Lane Grindle. And- yeah, Grindle. I think it's Mauer. Yeah, they try to the the new school is maybe uh, pushing out the exact same guy a little bit too much. It's <laughs> yeah, just a factory right. over there. And, and so, yeah. But you you mentioned the Syracuse. Syracuse. the Syracuse from these one, There is one sports announcer that has the greatest thesaurus ever, and I haven't really watched this sport since he retired. Doc Emmerich. Doc Emmerich. Oh, RJ, man, dude, he was he's the best at any sport. He's the best. My uh, so my freshman year roommate in college, he's uh, he's got a radio station up in, in Portage, and he does uh, play by play for sports. And so he was, we were working on it, right? We did uh, Wisconsin hockey games. Uh, my roommate didn't really know hockey, so we'd be sitting there playing the NHL 05 in the dorm room, and I'd be chill. explaining the rules. Because man, if you have no idea what hockey is, just try to explain offsides, right? And try to do it live <laughs> as like a play by play announcer, and that's really how you learn a game pretty quick, right? But we'd be listening, and I said, okay, now you got to listen to this guy, Doc Emmerich. And I want you to count the verbs just in one, just in between commercial breaks, right? Just in one uh, live session. And that, that, that dude is just incredible. Uh, there will never be a, great, a better sports announcer than Doc Emmerich in any sport. That's my flag. That's my take. Uh, Dave from Monona actually messaged into the show here while you were Uh-oh. talking, Vagabond, Uh-oh. and he said, Bagger Bar Julie is absolutely right. Wow. Bucks announcers are god awful. Garcia has more excitement at a funeral. Wow. Well, Bagger Bar Julie. He's <laughs> uh, you know, auto correct. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Talk to text. One more take work. while I'm on a hot streak. Yeah. A hot streak on a Monday. Yeah. Uh, Watch the Broncos game yesterday. There are, I won't name names, there are some people who have a, uh, you know, who host a, a radio show in the afternoons on this station. Just name them. Who are highly critical of, you know, former Badger Russell Wilson. Grant Bills. The curb, want to just tar his name. Man, he sucks. And I have a question for Packer fans who are critical of Russell Wilson. How could you possibly say Russell Wilson is statistically worse than Brett Favre? How could you possibly? Because very similar, incredibly durable quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, won their first Super Bowl. Well, everyone wants to say, well, Russell Wilson only won because he had Legion of Boom. I'm like, yeah. And Brett Favre 
had the number one defense in the league for his one and only Super Bowl. And then, oh, he had Marshawn Lynch. I'm like, do you know that Amon Green's stats are better than Marshawn Lynch's stats? Well, Brett Favre never had any help. I'm like, did you just trash on all of our heroes from the 90s? Like, did did Antonio Freeman just suck all of a sudden? Are we rewriting history? Oh, yeah. Well, listen, they both Favre had awesome weapons. Hey, both Favre and Russell Wilson also have God on their side because God told Reggie White to come to Green Bay, and Russell Wilson is well, close with God too. I think it's vagabond. That's a little bit of difference in eras because you yes, can look at exactly. You can look at Jay Cutler, and he's got the same numbers as Troy Aikman. I think it's safe to say Troy Aikman was a better quarterback than Jay Cutler, and if they would have played at the same time, would clearly be better. Brett Favre is a lot better of a quarterback than Russell Wilson, but it's easy to pick up some of these stats these days since the turn of a lot of the rules in like 2010. But how do you say that when Brett Favre only made the playoffs with a top 10 defense, right? Like he only made the postseason when his defense was perfect, when things were perfect, right? I think Packer fans have a diluted thing. And to your point, it is a different era. Now Brett Favre retired in what? Oh nine. So it's not like we're talking about the nineties, right? But Brett Favre, man, I did some deep research on this cat, this cat, and I'm like, man, yeah, he was good when everything around him was right. I mean, geez, even Jake Browning can win a game when everything around him's right, but I don't know. Are you I, are you crapping on Brett Favre I right be, now? I might be turning on Brett Favre a little. You bit okay? Because, you man. need you must something. You must have hit your head over the weekend or something. You need to you need to go <laughs> as fast as you can to urgent care and get checked for a concussion. Okay. But Rowdy's right. Different eras. There was no all 22. There was no iPhones. We weren't consuming sports highlights at the level we are now. How old are you? And I do not think I was born same same as Rowdy. Uh, I do not think we if Brett Favre played today. I mean, he would just be all right. You're done. I don't you're think done. you can say you're a guy done. isn't very good when he won three MVPs in a row and uh, <laughs> Super Bowl been to another and had the Iron Man streak and uh, is you're, vagabond. You, you, you had I me all. You had me all phone call and you lost me at the end there. Oh, I still love you though, buddy. Boys, <laughs> you. You just dropped on a peg in my book. All right, bring us home, line three. Eric on I ninety. Oh, soak it in, Eric. Soak it in. Three to nothing. The Vikings win. I think Vagabond took a trip to Sunnyside and salt Beloit there. That's what I think happened. (laughs) You think he's on the devil's lettuce a little too much right now? You know, and the thing is is that if you hit one of those gummies, you might give up a whole day. Yeah. You don't know. I think he took 100 milligrams. You might lose a whole day on that. So that's why I stay away from that because you don't know how that's going to go. You don't know how your digestive system works. Oh, dude. Yeah. If you, if I nibbled on a hundred milligram, like a bit like a head off a gummy bear of a hundred milligram, I was wrecked for like a day and a half. It was, it was bad, Eric. I was like drooling into a sippy cup. Well, anyways, I guess. In honor of Patrick Mahomes here, I'm running right on this white line. Right, just my toe is just on this white line. I'm running a white line all the way down here. And if I get pulled over, I'm going to say, where's the warning? Where's the warning? <laughs> you know? Cry, baby. Cry, baby. Tell him, Eric. Yeah. This show is appropriate for him. Over the line. He was. He was over the line. Who was that? Wide receiver. Tony. Tony. You know, that guy has had nothing but F-ups since the very first game, right? Tony. Tony, you got to start watching where you're at. (laughs) Gosh. Hey. Darn it. I'll play a funny clip coming up here about Mahomes talking about the Hall of Fame career of Travis Kelsey now being affected because of it. Oh, my God. Can you please quit whining? I heard that this morning. Oh, my God. That's terrible. Terrible. You know, I was hanging Christmas lights outside this weekend. Yeah? Yeah. So I'm up in the tree, okay, with a ladder. It's like Clark right Griswold? Well, uh, no. Clark was probably in his 30s somewhat fit. I'm like 58 somewhat chumly. <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, and I'm leaning out as far as I can possibly go, you know, 
to get this light hung out as far as it possibly can go. And uh, I wouldn't even done it because I got these I got these icicle lights I hang in my tree, and I'm telling you, nobody else has got them. Nobody else has got these things. All right, and yeah. some joker down the street bought a lower end grade, hung them pretty low, yeah. and I'm like, I can't take that. Mm. Got the ladder off, got up there, and got it done now. So if you think you're better than me, you're not. All right, you're not. <laughs> it's the low right. rent version of Eric on I-90. It's Derek on right. I-94. <laughs> yeah. So don't start messing with me down the street, guy, because nope. your lights aren't better than mine. Nope, 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 nope. So how about this uh, this game yesterday? It was, uh, I was like, I watched the first drive, and I'm like, what more do we have to see here, right? What? Did you watch it? I watched some of it, and then I said, this sucks so much that I'm not going to watch it anymore. Rowdy, I think you watched. I watched none of it. You watched? Saw a little bit of it. Yeah. Thought it was a great Rowdy. game. Rowdy. Rowdy had the under. It was like, you know, well, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, you hit that. You're dead. If you were, you're not going to be any more right than that. Bet of the century. Um, Rowdy says it's the prettiest game he's ever seen. Besides maybe, what, the Army-Navy game? So, and then it's the second drive, and I'm like, I'm speaking to O'Connell now. I'm like, what more do we have to see here? He's forgetting to throw the ball. All right. <clears throat> Dobbs has forgot. To, it's like, I'm even going, you should have thrown the ball by now. Should have. Right. You are. And it happened again and again. I had to wait till the fourth quarter. And I'm cheering a first down <laughs> from Dick Cougar Mollenkamp. I'm just like, you know why? Because he threw the ball. It was, it was, it was bad. I think it was the lowest scoring game ever in a dome. Mullenkamp was so nervous. You see him afterwards, Mullenkamp. after that drive where he got the field goal, he was almost throwing up. Because he was like, if I screw this up, I, you know, there's no, there's no, he was the last hole. I think everything, I think everyone was throwing up watching it, Eric. They're like, I can't believe I'm subjecting myself to this.